0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.38 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Shyamala. And it's time for Today on Twitter, where it's a question really. What do we expect from MPs
1: in their media interviews? So this is coming because um, on Twitter and other parts of social media, uh, a lot of people are slamming uh, Ipo Timo MP Howard Lee for his what they are calling quote-unquote arrogance during an interview with health news portal Code Blue. So Howard had been interviewed by Code Blue Chief Editor Boo Sulin in Parliament last Tuesday. And one of the questions that was put to him was how long healthcare workers should wait before organising a walkout. Um, So there is a, a clip floating around. There's also a longer transcript of the interview floating around? Yes, and when we say floating around, I think
0: it's worth saying that, in fact, the original clip came from Code Blue. So Code Blue uh, kind of accepted the, the interview in clip form, yes. put that up. Uh, Busulin also tweeted about it, and then subsequently that went viral. Included in the the tweet around the tran- around the clip is an invitation to read a
1: longer transcript. So here's the clip so that you understand what we're talking about.
2: Would
1: you,
2: healthcare uh, workers, to wait for even just one solution before
1: launching? What's the question? Um,
2: so I don't entertain emotive questions because that's an emotive question. No, no, no.
1: It's
2: no, it how is. Long do you expect well, I'm the recipient of the question. I feel it's an emotive question, so I'm not going to answer that. Uh, well, yeah. Because what do you mean? How long do I want them to wait? Well, there are solutions. It's the implementation of the solutions, right? That's what I mean. Exactly. You didn't ask that. How long do you want to wait for to? I would like them to wait for the government to look into all the necessary measures to ensure all stakeholders are taken into account into policy before how long they strike. How long? Do I look like a minister? Do I look like I'm in the executive? Do, do I look like I have the data power data to dictate?
1: Well, we're there at the town hall. So one of the solutions that the doctors brought up was that that don't require funding is publishing the selection criteria for permanent and research positions. It doesn't require funding. So do you think that this is something? Is it something that you would push to be done within the government's first hundred days? What makes when you I think I didn't push, push for it? Well I ask you to say on the record.
2: There are different ways of pushing for things. For, for things right. For example, it's not just about the publication of the guidelines, and I'm sure if and when the minister decides and the necessary procedures are done and the necessary legal, uh, the legal considerations are made and covered, then perhaps it will be done. But number one, if you're asking me how long should the healthcare workers wait, number one, it's clearly an emotive question. Number two, you're not seeking from your the words that you use, the structure of sentence that you employed, you're not seeking an outcome. You're seeking a political talking point. And I'm not going to entertain that.
1: No, I do want to hear about outcomes.
2: The outcome well, is I think the ministry needs to be given the room to do everything that's necessary and legal to make sure it's done.
0: You just heard Ipo Timo MP Howard Lee uh, in an interview with Code Blue Chief Editor Boo Su Lin. That's the kind of muffled voice you can hear in the background. She's off camera. Um, and in case you missed, because it was a little bit soft, the question that precipitated that initial response, which was accompanied actually by a what people are calling a neck roll, um, in which he sort of kind of roll this head. Yes. Anyways, um, the question was, how long would you urge healthcare workers to wait for even just one solution before launching a strike? And uh, so amidst all of this, Howard has also responded on Twitter. Um, and I, th- I just wanted you to have a sense
1: of what that question was, because his response kind of talks to that question as well. So how it's uh, posted on Twitter when one fish for a response one fish for a response by emotionalizing and weaponizing the future of healthcare workers and the welfare of their families and health of their patients I refuse to answer. I've been consistent in highlighting the problems faced by HCWs. The manner the question is asked is the manner I respond.
0: So there are there's a lot to unpack here um, and it is worth reading the entire transcript. So again that was a 2 minute excerpt of what was a longer interview Uh, although I I think that the general tone and manner of the the interview on and the of the interview as a whole is also captured in the transcript. It's just that the answers are perhaps a bit more fulsome and there's more context. So um, there have been a lot of reactions and a lot of it has to do with how we expect MPs to respond to journalists, how we expect MPs to conduct themselves in public and
1: in these sorts of settings. So to be fair, right, um, this isn't the first time an MP has uh, caught uh, caught flack for their conduct during an interview. Um, So I don't mean to make this sound like an isolated interview. In fact, we've probably seen far worse or heard of far worse. In this case, I think it's it's a combination of there is a video, social media, and First time MP. First time MP. Uh, so there are lot, and an issue that is actually something that's a little bit of a lightning rod for discussion and controversy right now. So if we look at the responses, uh, Benjamin says, as an MP, I understand being frustrated at being asked questions outside of your scope, but this is also the same outlet that platformed your political campaign on this exact issue during GE15. That makes you a person of interest, so you can't throw a tantrum about it.
0: Meanwhile, others are talking about the the general, I think, demeanour um, with which he answered, because if you haven't seen the video, so, so we heard the clip, but if you haven't seen the video, he's kind of um, sitting... Almost lounging, I think. Yeah. Um, he's sort of leaning backwards and arm is up. It's not upright and the I guess the, the typical way you expect somebody to answer in an official media interview. So Rumpel says, posture is very important for a public figure, especially when the camera is on you. The way he sat looked disrespectful. The posh British accent naturally irritates people too. There were, there were a lot of comments on the accent elsewhere. Um, Yvonne says, even if you're right, your body language and voice tone shows that you are a pompous and arrogant person. Apart from the ridiculous accent, you are no gentleman. So um, I think that that sums up perhaps the general commentary on the accent. Uh, he spent a significant amount of time in the UK, as well as the the
1: body language. Other criticism, of course, has to do just with, well, the media has the right to ask you questions. You should know how to handle those questions and feel them. Um, so, for instance, we have Imval saying, um, suggest MP to reflect on your tone and how you are showing yourself to the public. You may not like the question, but like you said, there are many ways to decline answering them.
0: Um Darsh Kanda says, tone policing and nitpicking how a question is asked rather than addressing the question itself. For example, why can't you ask in Malay? Why are you raising your voice? Why aren't you smiling? Is a typical political tool to control and exchange and to distract. Politicians don't do this. It's ugly. And uh, this point from um, from Dashni, I think, speaks very much to what you were saying earlier, Sharmila, which is, unfortunately, um, in in. Well, the parliamentary setting, but also in power dynamics between local politicians and journalists, there does tend to be this tone. Unfortunately, Mm. we have seen it emerge. I think it's just that people didn't necessarily expect to
1: see it from a younger MP from the government bloc. Government bloc, who previously was the opposition and a yeah. bloc that has been quite uh, open about um, uh, speaking to the media, being polite. There have been many uh, instances, I suppose, actually, to capture what I'm trying to say, um Is it fair that we have different expectations of MPs who previously used to be in the opposition? Mm. Perhaps no. But is it fair that we collectively expect an elevation um, that we want to do better as we move forward? I don't think that's too much to ask. Yeah, um, and then there's also the point about media training, right? Mm. And how much media
0: training is provided versus how much you're learning on the job. Um, It's worth pointing out that uh, quite a few people have drawn comparisons to Anthony Locke in terms of how he handles questions from the press. Um, Perhaps most relevant here also because they're both from DAP. So... uh it's, it's not as if we haven't seen politicians handle the
1: media correctly either. There are people, though, who are coming out in support of Howard. Um, so David, for instance, says he's not wrong to refuse answering that kind of question. Of course, he could have replied more politely, but we don't know what happened before this. Uh, Busulin should have asked the minister instead, perhaps rephrase the way your question is asked and you'll get a better response. Meanwhile, Ajin Kampas says, if you listen closely, he answered all the journalist questions uh, when she backtracked to the core of the discussion. The accent and manner of how he answered is just a matter of character. You're still in my good books. So we'd like to hear from you. Uh, Have you watched the clip
0: uh, or read the transcript? This is in relation to Ipotimo MP Howard Lee going viral unfortunately for all the wrong reasons um, for what people are perceiving as his arrogance during an interview with Code Blue um, specifically Code Blue Chief Editor Busu Su Lin So have you seen the clip? Have you read the transcript? How do you feel about it? Do you think our MPs should we be holding our MPs to higher standards when it comes to media interviews? You can call 7733 2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018 and tweet us at BFM Radio
1: Banana from Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
0: BFM 89.9, it's 5.52 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And on today on Twitter, we were discussing the um, the clip that has been making the rounds of Ipo Timo MP Howard Lee in an interview with uh, Code Blue Chief Editor Bu Su Lin. So it is an excerpt of a longer interview. The transcript is available to read, but what has been kind of circulating really has been that two-minute excerpt in which he discusses strikes Mm. Um, and so we've been asking you for your thoughts on this have you watched the clip or read the transcript how do you feel about it and do you think i guess what are the the standards that we expect from our mps when it comes to to media interviews you can call double seven double three two nine hundred Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. On the line with us, uh, we have Victor. Victor, good evening. What are your thoughts?
3: Good evening, Lynn and Samila. Uh, if OpenAI ChatGPT get asked this question, I think most probably you'll answer, uh, answer that all. Oh, this subject is controversial and I have no answer one way or the other. It wouldn't question the questioner. I mean, in the manner that, uh, oh, the question is asked in an emotive way. I mean, this is a rhetorical question and whatnot. I mean, all is lost uh, in the exchange is the substance of the issue. I mean, all that that is being discussed is, oh, you shouldn't ask the question in this manner. Mm. So... I think in that case, I think uh, AI is better than human. Let us replace Howard with this uh, chat, chat GPT.
0: Victor, thanks for calling. Um, I I don't think, unfortunately, that AI is
1: ready to do to perform all the functions of an MP. That would be a sad day. Um, but Victor's point about um, the substance or the the, the actual important issue at the heart of this, i.e. healthcare workers, has perhaps gotten a little bit buried because of the way this exchange ended up happening. I think that's a great point.
0: Uh, yes, I, I agree with that. Again, if you read the transcript, there is still certainly a, a combative nature to the overall mm-hmm. interview that comes through in how the, how the exchange goes. But there were further points that were made. And I think that um, actually... Okay, so Jason brings something up because Jason says, I think it's unfair to judge from a two-minute clip. We tend to judge quickly. The questions are sounded as if uh, she was asking for the sake of asking and it can be provocative. Uh, also, it's not an English accent. It's called proper pronunciation. So I think, Jason, uh, on the subject of the accent, we might just have to agree to disagree. I, I I don't hold an accent against him, but I think that he lived and worked in the United Kingdom. That's clearly an English accent. Um, but... To the point about judging from a two-minute clip, um, it's why I keep referring to the fact that it is an
1: excerpt because it's the excerpt that has really been going far and wide. Yes, and and I think that actually the excerpt is perhaps best viewed as... um a taster of what the transcript is and if you are going to form an opinion on the excerpt, you should actually go and read the transcript because it gives you a, a larger background to what, what the conversation was about. Uh, on the subject of accent, Donald J. Trump says that Ipo Timo
0: guy, I thought I was listening to Richard Bradbury at first, then a few seconds later <laughs> nope, not him. Uh, I'm not sure how Richard would take that. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Uh, meanwhile Rashidi is having a completely different point saying, what's wrong with the British accent? It sounds like music to my ears. Howard
1: as a future party leader. I will root for him. Yeah, I mean, there are a number of people actually saying he handled the interview really well. Um, A fair amount of um, praise, I would say, going around for him on social media as well. Uh, Including from Adam right now saying, I'd rather
0: have a functioning MP that gets straight to the point arrogantly than a useless MP that sugarcoats everything. Now, Adam, I... I I agree with the sentiment. I think my question, uh, coming back to the subject of media training, is whether we would say, in fact,
1: that in this instance, an MP got straight to the point. So that's the thing, right? Um, Even if... So talking about media training, actually, part of that, of course, is learning to handle what you perceive to be combative questions and to come out of that looking both professional and like you've done your job. And one could argue that maybe that necessarily didn't come across in this interview. You
0: know, you could go even further and say, even if you didn't come across as professional and likable, but you got your point across, exactly. that's different. Yeah. Um. So in this case, I think the repeated I've talked about this before. I will not talk about this again. Um, And as Victor said, the questioning of the question meant that in some cases, it meant meant that the the central point didn't necessarily get across as cleanly as it could have. Because, of course, the other thing about communication is as the communicator, you might have said
1: something a million times. It doesn't mean the public understands or or heard you the first time. Rajesh says, Tony Stark impersonation fail, which made me laugh. That is unfortunate. (laughs) Meanwhile, Noor says, I don't have issues with how Howard
0: addressed and conducted himself during the interview. Maybe it's just our Asian culture that we expect someone to be obliging and quote-unquote polite during the interview. I would be hot under the collar as well if
1: I was asked something that's beyond my jurisdiction and has nothing to do with me. So I come back to, um, there are ways to respond to even a question like that that would have seemed more... What's the word? I suppose more like you had a handle on things, Um, like you knew what you were doing in that position perhaps. And, And I agree that these are fraught situations. Often you go into them not knowing what's going to happen, but you hold a, I suppose as an MP you're perhaps held to a different standard from a member of the public. Yes, although the Asian culture point, I think, is valid um, in that yes. you expect people
0: to be perhaps more obliging or, quote-unquote, nicer, mm. more polite, whatever it is that means to you. Uh, just worth mentioning, though, that in this case, it's not beyond his jurisdiction. I mean, some parts of it are, certainly. If you're using jurisdiction strictly, um, in the sense that he said, I'm not the minister, I'm not the executive, all those things are true. Um, I guess it's the boundary. It's what the line is, right? Because it's an area of interest for him. He he's attended also, the town hall. He's
1: also talked about this previously. Yeah. 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 Legion says Howard Lee doesn't come across as empathetic. Questions MPs can refuse to answer. Why you dress like that? Why aren't you wearing makeup? Especially sexist questions directed at female MPs. Howard, if you step into my emergency room, you get the same treatment I give every patient, regardless of creed and party. Even though I may not like you. However, when I get asked about patient, by patients about things not related to my profession. I inform them apologetically. I'm sorry, I don't know how to answer that question. So, um,
0: yes. And the other thing is, it it goes back to what you said earlier, Sharmila, if you are already in a situation where perhaps two people don't like each other very much, um, but are in in a position where they're interviewing or an interview is going on, how much that should affect the outcome of the Mm. interview is worth thinking and talking about Uh, anyways keep those thoughts coming let us know and keep it here BFM 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind download the BFM app